You're listening to the Expansion Chronicles, a podcast about expansion of startups into the U.S. On this podcast, we talk about the main mistakes that founders make while trying to move from their home turf and build divisions of their companies in the U.S. We try to explain how to avoid these pitfalls and what tools can be helpful in this complicated process. So if you are a founder located outside of America and think of growing your company in the States, this podcast is definitely for you. So let's jump into the episode. And today as a guest speaker, we have Rohan Jilks, founder of Rohan Academy. And in this episode, we'll talk about moving to the United States, specifically about the legal expenses associated with moving to the U.S. So Rohan, let's kick it off by you telling us a little bit more about yourself and about Rohan Academy. Um, sure. Yeah. So I'm Rohan. Um, I was originally, I, you know, I was born and raised in Barbados and I ended up moving to the U.S. for college. Um, after college, I worked in accounting finance for 10 years, became an entrepreneur, started building software companies and other service businesses, um, um, built some really um, big companies. I had, I've had two exits so far, and now I'm working on another, um, you know, content slash software company again. So um, I've been an entrepreneur full-time for like the last 10 years. And before that, I worked in accounting finance. Nice. Congrats on two X's, by the way. That is huge and that is pretty rare. So congratulations on that achievement. So um, let's start by talking about Rohan Academy. Can you tell us a little more about that and specifically about the students? Are most of your students at Rohan Academy US-based or are they outside of the United States? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with Rohan Academy, what, what we are essentially doing, um, when I first started, my, my first entrepreneurial win was actually a service business. So I built mm-hmm. a company that does home cleaning and other services, but I, I, I built it in a way that where I said, what would it look like if Uber did it? So mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, have a mobile app and online booking credit card payments only and those type of things. So with the Rohan Academy, I'm teaching people how to build those service businesses. Um, I grew mine to, um, uh, over $15 million by now in revenue and showed a bunch of people how to do it as well. And a lot of people have been really successful with it. And now with Rohan Academy, we're teaching people how to do it. And we're also providing them with the software and the tools um, to essentially build those types of businesses um, um, online. Um, So most of the people that come through the Academy are US based, but I would Mm -hmm. say about maybe 10 to 15% of them are, from all over the world and um, we help them get set up with their you know with their llc or or, or so on through first base so mm-hmm. um, and set up with um their, their their banking and so on through first base as well um and yeah so it's been working really well for us nice happy to hear that so let's talk about the tools tools is like 50 percent of entrepreneurship is just knowing what tools to use for your business so let's talk about that um just off top of your head i know we did not plan this question but i want to ask you that so off top of your head what do you think is the most undervalued or underestimated tool that is out there especially uh you know useful for early stage entrepreneurs Hmm, that's a really good question so if I'm thinking tools, um, different software tools that we use, for the types of businesses we use, um, our toolkit is about four or five things, main things long. Mm-hmm. So one is um, WordPress. So with WordPress, okay. 
to get online really, really quickly. And we provide our folks with WordPress themes. It allows them to really like, instead of spending six months on a website, you can have your website up in 24 hours, you know? So that's what we like. So WordPress is, is uh, a very simple thing that people use, but we like it a lot. Um, the other thing that is really critical to what we do, and people know this very well, is Stripe. So we, we like Stripe for credit card payments because we can get going and, and have a lot of flexibility in how we process credit cards and how we hold the cards, create a customer. All those things are super important. Mm -hmm. um, then th the third piece for us is communication. So how do we talk to the customer? And we use a tool called Open Phone for that, where um, we can use our laptops to, to receive and make phone calls and receive and send text messages. That way we can work from anywhere. And then the last thing for us is Convert Labs, which is what we use for online booking and credit card processing and customer management. So those four things um, and, and added on with the tools that we get from First Base where we can um, start the business, have our bank account set up and all that integrated with Stripe. Um, between those five, that's how we start every company. Nice. That is really cool. So let me actually ask you a question about the phone service that you mentioned. We, I personally work for First Base, so a lot of our customers actually ask us a question about, you know, how do I uh, set up my phone if I'm nowhere close to living in the United States? And usually my answer is actually Google Phone. So why would you choose the other service? I unfortunately already forgot the name of that service instead of Google Phones. So, yeah, so the, the name of the service is Open Phone. Um, Open Phone. Yeah, open phone and so i just find that open phone provides a more professional experience so mm -hmm. like you're calling a business versus a google um, voice number so with open phone you can do things like you know hit one for sales hit two for customer support hit nice. three, you know um like you've reached rohan academy and have like a pre-recorded stuff mm -hmm. to, to 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 have a team of people all, all sharing the same phone number. And um, so if you call one person and, it, and they, they don't answer, it could roll over to the second person. So it's really a more professional way of handling phone calls. All the calls are recorded. Um, there's a bunch of tools in there that you can really build. Essentially, you can build a, um, a customer service team using that one phone number, right? So it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. That does sound pretty cool. And yes, Google voice numbers do not offer this kind of stuff from my understanding, at least. So yeah, that does sound pretty interesting. People outside of the United States, especially open phones, check it out. Sounds really interesting. So um, since the majority of our listeners are outside of the United States, let's talk about that 10 to 15% of your students in Rohan Academy that are not in the US as well. Uh, what are some, are there any unique problems that those founders are facing because just purely because of their geographical location. Yeah. So the main thing is how do I essentially operate within the United States and do it in a way that does not circumvent any laws or, or, or any kind of structural issues. Right. So mm -hmm. how do I get my LLC? How do I get my C Corp? How do I get a bank account? And I'm living in, um, Venezuela or something, or, 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 or the UK, how can I run my business like if I am living in the US 
while going after U.S. based customers, and I'm like, you know, five thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. So that's the main challenge, and that's why we ended up, um, you know, when we came across First Base, uh, we've been just recommending um, First Base every single time. So um, as you go through our process of getting started, um, we essentially walk people through how to launch your business in about thirty days, and for us, like first base is like day number five or six or something like that. Um, and we kind of walk them through it in real time, show them how to do it. And that solves so many issues for them because that for them is the biggest challenge. Everything else, you're essentially running an, an online business, so it does not matter. Mm-hmm. But structural challenges in the beginning are what people are mostly stuck with. Yeah. 100% legal is not fun. It requires a lot of Googling or frequently it requires a lot of Googling. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to biasly said that <laughs> first base is a great solution in this particular case. So yeah, we're on the same page here. Uh, but let's talk about something you just mentioned, which is the fact that you recommend using first base on day like number five or six. Why did you choose to go with the uh, you know, incorporation process so early on? Uh, why do they need to start incorporating so early in the process of creating a company in the US? Mm, yeah, so really good question. So um, so it's kind of two things, right? So one, it, it does take some time after you sign up to get everything back, right? So I know First Base has to go out and get your EIN and get your your incorporation papers and get the bank account set up. So that takes, you know, uh, a few days, maybe it takes a week. It just, just depends on what is going on, right? It takes mm-hmm. some time. So the goal is let's do that first while we're waiting we can then work on your website. We can work on your domain and your hosting and your pricing and your marketing and all these other things. You can put those things in place so that when we get to the point where we're ready to launch, wow, now we have all of our stuff and we're ready to go. So, so it works really well as far as timing goes to do it at that point. It takes, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then we just wait for that. And then we work on other parts of the business. So the timing works perfectly that way. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why we like it. And then, um, the second thing is really around the bank account because we also want for them to have their business be clean from the beginning, meaning that they're, they're not sending sales to their personal bank account and then having to transfer it to their business bank account. When, when they do get the business bank account, we want things to be clean from day one and doing it that way allows them to get their bank account. They integrate their bank account with Stripe. Um, and, um, and then we're, we're ready to, to go. So it's really about timing. And, and for us, we've done this so many different months that we kind of realized, okay, this is the, the sweet spot for us. And, um, it pays for us to do it early. And then after that, we're, we're smooth sailing. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely agree with you here as well, because I've seen some horrible messes that were created by early stage founders who are like, you know what, I'll, I'll run it for a bit from my personal account. And at some point they were like, oh, I'm too busy with running it. And eventually they accumulate about like over $5,000 in sales on their personal accounts and it's for their business. And I've seen how they file their taxes. It is not fun, especially if you're an international founder. So yeah, definitely great advice. Think about opening a business account to make sure that your books are clean from day one. Great advice, Rohan. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the expenses, aka uh, the opposite of revenue. <laughs> uh, so you are heavily focused on, you know, especially 
opening the new businesses, starting from the ground up, how much can a foreign founder specifically expect to spend uh, on you know, building from the ground up to the point where they can actually start making sales or they're actively making sales in the U.S. to the U.S. customers? Yeah, so most of our folks, because of the nature of the business business that we run, we try to say though, we try to say have one thousand dollars. So gone are, are the days like when I first started building businesses like ten years ago. To start a company, I had to have like maybe fifteen thousand, maybe twenty thousand um, dollars to really start the company and get all the things in place. But that's no longer the case, right? So we, so like with $1,000 now, you can have, you know, your incorporation stuff set up to first base, like less than 400 bucks for that. Then for like less than a hundred bucks, you get your website up because again, we're using WordPress for these service businesses. Um, you sign up for like your booking platform. So whatever you're going to use to allow customers to book online and pay, whatever that is. So let's say that's another hundred bucks or so. Um, and then you spend some, some money on customer acquisition and we walk them through the different platforms where they can get their first customer. So like from zero to your first pay, paying customer, we say have a thousand bucks and you can really get going and build a nice business for yourself. Um, yeah, we're, we're living in the future, man. You don't, it's not like back in the day, like you got to spend oh, yeah. $20,000 on a lawyer. I'm like, yo, spend three fifty or 400 <laughs> base and you can talk to a lawyer like <laughs> yeah it's crazy precisely and that is definitely the major perk of living in the 2021 you don't have to have tons of money to become a founder and even better part of it is that you don't actually have to quit your day job i've seen a lot of people do that so i just <laughs> wanted to throw that in there um so let's let's uh talk about your u.s based students uh people who are starting companies in the united states within the rohan academy how many of them have you seen moving outside of the u.s or expanding their business from out from within the u.s to other countries maybe nearby maybe on the other side of the globe or is that not as frequent as you know uh, the other way around where founders from outside of the u.s try to expand to the u.s um, yes, that's, that's not as frequent. I actually don't know anyone that has done that. Fair enough. <laughs> My entire question was based on that and follow-up discussion, but that is, that is a fair point. Why do you think that is the case? Why do you think uh, founders in the United States don't frequently consider moving outside of the United States? Um, yeah, as, so as far as, as the... It's kind of like the, the U.S. right now um, from my estimation and, and based on the types of businesses we build, it's like the gold standard, i.e. it's a large marketplace, right? The super large marketplace, 300 million people, um, 300 million people, almost all with a debit card or credit card in their, in their pockets, like really high credit card or debit card penetration rates compared to other places in the world and with high disposable income. And, um, and the willingness to spend that disposable income. So I feel like most people that get started in the US, they can really exhaust the US market, do millions of dollars per year, mm -hmm. and um, be really, really happy. So I think moving overseas, it brings a lot of structural challenges that if you're already in the US market, um, you, you don't have to go after those structural challenges because you can do so well here already. Yeah. Absolutely. So for everyone who is listening to this and are planning to expand to the US, 
most likely you are about to step on a journey that is going to make you rich. So have fun with this. On this okay. optimistic note, Rohan, let's move on to the last question of today's episode, which is a call to action. So as soon as this episode is over, what do you want the listener to do? Yeah, so for people that for people in this episode, if you've ever wanted to build um, a business, right? You want to build an online business, completely online business, and you didn't know where to start. You didn't know what to, you know, should it be a product business? Should it be a service business? Should it like, how do I find my first customers? How do I deal with marketing, customer acquisition, branding? How do I get my website up? How do I do, deal with sales? How do I figure out my business banking, my legal questions, my incorporation stuff? If that's something that like, you are challenged with, this is exactly what we do every single month with hundreds of people that come through our program. So if it's something that you're interested in, you can check out rohanacademy.com, R-O-H-A-N academy.com. And we literally walk you through every single day. We get on a, a group call. There's also like recorded videos as well, but we also get on a group call every single day for the first month. And you're talking to myself, my business partner, um, a bunch of other millionaires that have done it. And we kind of walk you through. It's almost like an MBA distilled in a really practical matter. And you're doing the work every day. There's no theory. There's no like, okay, this is a beautiful mm -hmm. theory. It's like, okay, day one, today we're going to do this together. Day two, today we're going to do this. Day three, we're going to do this. Day five, we sign up for first base. Day six, we sign up for um, our, our WordPress. We install our software. You know, that's how we work. And um, the people that have gone through our program are doing a combined $150 million per year. Nice. It's so crazy that this has become so big. Yeah, it's insane. That is that is very cool. And congrats on those numbers. Again, I think I said the word congrats like six times over this episode, but you definitely deserve all six of them. So <laughs> congrats again. Um, on this very, very optimistic note, we're going to wrap it up. My call to action is going to be much simpler. Check out the description of this episode. I'm going to include quite a few links in there. There's going to be a link to Rohan Academy. There's going to be a link to, of course, First Base. And there are going to be probably a few links to the tools that might be helpful for you as a early stage founder. And as usually, have a good day.